Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get into, but real quick, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster. Oh, just amazing barbecue. Also, Superbook Sports Colorado and my favorite hot sauce, Burns and McCoy. I'll tell you more about Burns and McCoy here in a second. But a quick look at today's show. There's a job out there where you can make $18,000 a month just to play a card game and a version of a card game you've probably played before. A human error almost ruined a 46-year project. A teacher came home to find a seven-foot pole mysteriously cemented in her driveway. Funeral homes are offering bright pink Barbie-themed coffins. And former Lizzo dancers were weight-shamed and pressured while at a strip club. That's according to court filings. That is a crazy story that I can't wait to get into. But real quick, do yourself, your family, and your friends a favor. Go ahead and grab some Burns and McCoy today. Burns and McCoy is the best hot sauce around and my go-to when I need to kick up a few uh, notches on my meals. Because let's be honest, I'm a terrible cook. I might say I'm good, but in all honesty, I need Burns and McCoy to uh, take my meals to another level. So go ahead and go to BurnsandMcCoy.com right now and use promo code DeHuff, and you could get 20% off your next order. You're welcome. My favorites are mango habanero, salsa verde, and especial roja hot sauce. But let's be honest, there's a lot more to choose from. Again, go to burnsandmccoy.com. When you go there, you're going to see all their amazing flavors of hot sauces. Plus, they got mustards and salsas too. Burns and McCoy is a woman-majority family-owned business. Their focus is to only give you the highest quality products by using ingredients of the highest quality. Food should be fun, and they, they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. Go ahead and grab a bottle of Burns and McCoy today. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range. Or go to BurnsandMcCoy.com and use that promo code DeHuff and you can get 20% off your next order. It's Burns and McCoy. A lot to get to today coming up on the show. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Screw it. We're doing it. Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. <laughs> this sounds cool at first, but I don't know if I could do it. The The company that owns Barbie is Mattel. And by the way, Bar the Barbie movie is about to surpass a billion dollars internationally. That's freaking amazing. Apparently, it's a great movie. My wife and daughter loved it, so good for them. But the Barbie market is red hot, and Mattel knows that since they can associate with it. And they want to pay somebody almost $18,000 a month to play a version of their popular card game, Uno, which my family loves Uno. In fact, my favorite version of Uno is called Uno Flip. Got to check it out if you like card games, if you haven't done it. I just think it's a fun twist on it. The chief Uno player is going to be tasked with challenging worthy competitors to a game of Uno Quattro and teaching them new rules to the fans. So you're going to be in charge of Uno Quattro. So is it Uno or do I yell Quattro? I don't know. I'm confused. You have to have a good mentality for this, a good trainer, a good teacher. Some people out there are really good at this. I'm horrible at just 
learning new games. And then once I learn them, I'm not necessarily the best at teaching people because I don't have the patience for it. Be like, I just told you if you do, which is funny because I'm, I'm horrible at learning new games. But then once I learn it and I try to explain it to somebody, I, I have like no patience for them. It makes no sense. According to Mattel, they say, we're constantly looking to create new ways for our fans to engage with Uno. That's according to Mattel's global head of games, Ray Adler. And he said, we're, we're thrilled to offer a position to the ultimate Uno player to help introduce our brand new game. And here's a little bit more about the, the requirements. The job's going to require four hours of attendance per day, four days a week, for four consecutive weeks. The role will pay $4,444.44 for each of the four weeks meaning that the winner will receive a total of 17,770 blah, 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 by the end of the tenure as chief UNO player. So just under $18,000 for a month of work. That payday will be equivalent to earning $277.77 per hour for each 16-hour work week. Requirements of the role, you love UNO, an outgoing personality to speak and challenge anyone walking by. Applicants must also be able to work in New York City beginning on Saturday, September 13th. So you got to move there if you don't live there. So I imagine that's where they're going to have you hang out. Just like you're going to be on the corner and be like, hey, you want to play Uno Cuatro? They're like, what? I don't speak Spanish. I don't do that. New Yorkers, you, you guys are a special breed of jerks sometimes. I know several of you. I shouldn't say jerks. You're just very blunt. And I'm not used to that living in Colorado. Like Colorado, we, you know, we don't always say what we mean. In, in, in the East Coast, New York, you're just like, no, fuck you. I don't want to play Uno Cuatro. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yo, whoa, no, no, I ain't going to play Uno Cuatro. I don't know. I don't know a New York accent. I can't. I, I don't know what it is. I can't think of it right now. Anyway. Applicants for the role will be open uh, beginning today. It's uh, going through August 10th. To apply, you need to visit the Uno TikTok Challenge and create a video stitching the brand's announcement of the role. Is that something that you would do or like you know somebody would do? I can't imagine doing that as a gig. But, I mean, that's a good amount of money. If you live in the New York area... I guess it it works for you. It, it would make more sense. Or if you're young and you can just up and move, even if it's for a month or two of your life, I mean, you're going to make a decent amount of money. You might want to commute because that $18,000 is going to go away pretty darn quick in New York. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I like the, the appeal of it in a sense because it's good marketing. Because now people are going to know Uno Quattro. And they're like, yeah, that's that one where they were have they paid somebody out there to teach people how to play it, blah, 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 for a month. And they paid them all this money. Hey, we should go get it. It's like five bucks at Walmart or something like that. I don't know. I like playing games with my kids. I used to hate playing games. But again, I, I, I don't have patience for new games. And it really has to be simple. There's some games that we've bought that we're like, let's just donate this because it's too fucking confusing. It can't be too confusing for my little brain. 
But it was also confusing to my wife, and she's uber smart. She's like, nah, it's just too much. I think it was more of she understood it. It was like some crime mystery game that I bought her for uh, her birthday or something. And she's like, yeah, I read it. Uh, it's going to be really, really hard to explain to you and the kids. <laughs> so we ended up donating it to Goodwill. <laughs> Listen, she knows my limitations. <laughs> She just pats me on the head and be like, you know what? Let's just play regular Uno, okay? Voyager 2 was launched into space 46 years ago. That's insane. Voyager 2 is located almost 12.4 billion miles away from Earth. Its twin, Voyager 1, which is almost 15 billion miles away from Earth, is also continuing to operate normally. The reason I bring this up is, well, on July 21st, NASA lost contact with the craft. Apparently, they were typing in some coordinates for the antenna, and, and the antenna moved a fraction in the wrong direction. And by doing that, it jacked up communication completely. By the way, it takes 18 hours, just over 18 hours for a response signal from Voyager 2 to reach Earth. So when they try to communicate with it, it's not like you can go, are you listening? Hello? Is this thing on? You have to wait 18 hours before you get any sort of response, hopefully. So imagine that. Imagine being the guy or lady that... They're like, hey, type in this key, and then you accidentally type in the key next to it, and that causes the antenna to move a different direction. Now, that being said, they would have been able to, hopefully, I mean, that thing's 46 years old. I imagine it's on borrowed time, essentially, because it could just, it just fry out. <laughs> it's 46 years old. For a computer, that's pretty dang old, and it's floating around in space. But imagine if you're the one, like, they're telling you to do that and you accidentally, you got fat fingers. I got fat fingers sometimes where I, especially on text, where I'm trying to type in something and I accidentally type the other thing. So imagine being the one responsible for that. They said, what, what I was going, getting into is they were saying that, in theory, it would have done a, a manual restart come October and would have redirected back towards Earth in the proper uh, position in October, but they would have had to wait and hope that that's what it would do. Anyway, could you imagine being the person responsible for that? But I could only imagine, like, do you ever have the, the people that say things that are really confusing and they're like, hey, aim that antenna to the left. To the left, sir? Right. To the right? No, to the left. To the, okay, so to the left. Right. Okay, to the right. Maybe it means to the right. Right. And then like five minutes later, they're like, why is it going to the right? You said, sir, you said. <laughs> so hopefully they, they you know, I, I believe as of this morning or last night, they actually regained contact after, that whole debacle, and they're good to go. They were able to correct it. But could you imagine being the person that accidentally typed in those wrong coordinates and what they were unable to uh, communicate for, well, it looks just over 10 days. 
And you know that person was just reprimanded, ripped, ripped a new b-hole for that. Be like, he said move it to the left, and you moved it to the right. Be like, well, he kept saying right instead of correct. He should have said correct. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I do that to my kids all the time. They don't think it's as funny as I do. <laughs> They're like, Dad, are we going left? And I'm like, right. So we're going right? No, we're going left. Why would you think that? Because you said right. <laughs> anyway, we got more coming your way. But first, dude, your mouth is going to water by the end of this. Sugar Fire in Westminster is my go-to barbecue place. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron. It's St. Louis-style barbecue that's going to change your life when you eat it. I can't guarantee that, but you're going to leave happy. Okay? It's that good. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection every single day. If you see me there, most likely, most likely, although I may change things up just to be silly, I'm probably hammering one of their burgers because they're like grass fed. Oh, so, so uh, amazing. The, the quality of food that they use at Sugar Fire. But they also have amazing sides, and those are on another level of greatness. Basically, any barbecue side you can think of, they got, and they crush it. Like potato salad, baked beans, mac and cheese, coleslaw, cornbread, just to name a few. And don't forget about their insane sauces. St. Louis Sweet, Texas Hot, Coffee, Carolina Mustard, and White Barbecue. Sugar Fire in Westminster is, like I said, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family-friendly, perfect for date night, or even catering for those special family events. Maybe it's a wedding, engagement party, whatever, or holiday parties, or, or even the big meetings at the office. So check out Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're off of 144th and Orchard Parkway, again, just east of Huron. Follow them on social media, at Sugar Fire Westy. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Do you hear that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now is the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MILEHIGH. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports in the promo code Mile High. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is crazy, and I haven't heard any updates on this. A woman came home. She's a teacher. And she came home one day to find a seven-foot pole mysteriously cemented in the middle of her driveway. And she has no idea why. It has to be some sort of prank. But who has the resources to do something like that? That's kind of impressive. <laughs> like, it would piss me off if I had to do that and, like, remove that. But maybe they're, they're saying, hey, you're so attractive, you should be a stripper. Now here's a poll. It's a little edgy for this day and age to, to, to do that. Don't think it's that. Why would anybody do that? It's such a mean thing. Now she has to get it removed. It wouldn't be so bad if it was like, say, 
in the dirt and maybe they cemented it that way. But to put it in the middle of her driveway, oh, so jacked up. I've heard of pranks that are pretty good. I told you that prank of Mark Schlereth, who I used to work with, and he was, I want to say he was in high school, and they went over to a friend's house because the parents were out of town. But before the parents left, they made two or three loaves of like cornbread or something like that, some sort of bread. And it was just waiting there. Well, it was waiting there in the kitchen. Well, all the friends are in the living room hanging out, drinking, I'm sure. And Schlereth goes into the kitchen and he sees this, this bread. And he's eating it and he's like, oh my God, this is so good. And then he realizes, well, there's two loaves. There's a kitty litter box right here. I think we should prank the, somebody. So you can see where this is going. And Schlereth is such a jerk for this. He grabs a turd out of the cat box, shoves it into the middle of the other loaf of bread, and goes out there with his loaf of bread, you know, basically eating that. And he's holding on to the other one, not revealing that it has a turd in the middle. And one of the other guys, big guys, grabs it from him. He's like, let me have some of that. <laughs> Starts getting crunchy. And then the guy's like, at first, the guy's like, this is good. And he's, he's eating it. Then he gets to the turd in the kitty litter and freaks out. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. But how would you not want to fight somebody if they stuck a, a, a cat turd in a loaf of bread, then you started eating that loaf of bread and, and consumed some of the turd? Oh, my God, I'd be furious. That's a prank. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's pretty. Uh, that might be worse than finding a pole cemented in your driveway. Uh, what's the worst prank that you've ever heard of, whether you were involved or not? Let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. I want to know. Or at DeHuffPodcast on social media. That's just. That one's messed up, the poll, but it's not so bad where you're eating cat poop. So, <laughs> oh, man. A funeral home is offering bright pink Barbie-themed coffins. And talk about trying to capitalize on something in such a negative way. I, I just, I don't like that. Now, that being said, if it brings peace to somebody, I, I guess it's fine. But I feel like that's just kind of scummy. It's, unless it's cheaper. If it's cheaper, then, yeah, bury me in a fucking Barbie. <laughs> I got to save my wife some money. <laughs> By the way, I'm, we've talked, I want to say we've talked about this before. I'm not big into being buried in a coffin. I would rather, there's two options for me. One, I guess cremation is fine. But also, and my wife brought this up to me, and I think it's kind of cool. Like, if you could donate your body, you can donate your body to, like, a body farm, and it helps people learn more about crime scene investigations, like how your body decomposes in certain elements. I I. Feel like that's the way to go because I can help people 
even after I'm I'm long gone. I think that's kind of a cool thing to do. I need to just sign up for that instead of just saying I think that would be neat. Either that or you launch me out of a freaking cannon <laughs> into like the a volcano. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Let's go to Scott's funeral. Where's it at? It's uh, on the edge of a volcano. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? And yes, I'll be there. Hated his guts the entire his entire life, but now, now this is going to be a spectacle worth uh, going to. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Three, two, one. And there's my. I'm just like flop, flopping in the wind. <laughs> and then boop, flop into the 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 inferno. No surprise, Scott is burning. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's kind of fucked up, but yes. So Lizzo is 35 years old. And the reason why I say 35, because she should be old enough to understand what she's doing. So former Lizzo dancers were weight shamed and pressured while at a strip club with her in Amsterdam. So at the Amsterdam club, Lizzo allegedly... Okay, I'm I'm just reading... of what the allegations are don't get offended by this but it is pretty shocking that someone of authority is oblivious to this because whether she realizes it or not she is the head of her company and these are her employees at the amsterdam club lizzo allegedly began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers catching dildos launched from the performer's vaginas and eating bananas protruding from the performer's vaginas. That's according to the lawsuit. Lizzo then allegedly turned her attention to one of the, I guess that would be uh, one of the dancers, and began uh, pressuring her to touch the breasts of one of the nude women. And she obviously didn't want to do it, and then eventually she reluctantly touched one of the breasts and everybody started freaking out and cheering. And then they pushed one of, uh, allegedly Lizzo pushed one of the security guards up on the stage and started screaming, take it off, take it off. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but like if you're not into that, that's a very uncomfortable situation. But if you're, here's the thing. When you're in charge of a company, you can't act that way. You shouldn't act that way anyway and try to pressure people into doing shit like that. But you definitely can't when you're the boss and she's the boss. She can't be doing that. Now, there's allegedly some weight shaming that also went on. And it listen, if if it comes out, this could be very damaging to, to Lizzo's brand because she goes out there and yeah, she's all about body positivity, but if they find out that she was like body shaming somebody and then she's also like forcing pe like when you hear the like the banana and the dildo thing, it's like Jesus Christ. I've been to one strip club in my life. Not a huge fan of them. I don't get it. It's more depressing than anything for me. That's just my thing. I just just I don't get it. Um but when I worked at the radio station, some of the guys found out that I had never been. And I was down 
in the tech center waiting for a late night meeting. It was a, it was a staff meeting. So my shift ended say at three o'clock and I wasn't going to drive all the way up to Thornton and then drive back down to the DTC. So I just stayed there. So I was basically going to kill like three hours, something like that. And the guys found out that I had never been to a strip club. So they're like, let's take the Huff to a strip club. So they take me to a strip club. I don't know which one it was. And we go in there and it was one of the most sad things I have ever experienced. (laughs) There was like a guy, you know, there's always that like one older guy. And in this case, it was a guy that reminded me of my grandpa. He's shelling out cash to the stripper. And like he he has the biggest smile on his fucking face. And then he runs out of money. Like he even went to try to find more money. He didn't have any more money. And then she just walks up, walks away, turns around, maybe 10 feet later, finds another guy and starts doing the same thing to him. And I'm like, how fucking sad. Like grandpa just lost all his money. <laughs> it's it's what it is. And then I'll tell you this real quick. I got I got to tell you this story in regards to a strip club. Again, not a fan of them. But if you go to them and if you work at one, that's fine. I I, I don't judge you for that. Uh this we're we're at a table and I'm like just really waiting for this to be over cuz it's just like I, I just don't get it. And this lady is talking to my buddy who's on the other side of the table. And all of a sudden, I hear my buddy Spencer is going, hey, DeHuff, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't hear you. So he s- really shouts out. And I'm looking at both of them. They're across the table from me. And she says, and I, I hope I get this right. She said something to the effect of for, I think it was like 25 bucks or 30 bucks or something like that. She could give, she could take me into a back room, give me a private dance with, and then he made the motion of his wrist going back and forth, um, basically, and give, and give you a full release or whatever he said, however he worded it. And she looks, as he finishes his sentence, I look at her and she does the, puts her arms out with palms facing up. And then just kind of tilts her head like, yeah, hey, it's a good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. None of the guys at the table took her up on her offer. <laughs> I just, I, don't, I just didn't know it was going to be that, you know, upfront about stuff like that. That was just nutty. <laughs> Literally nutty. <laughs> I, yeah. I immediately came home and told my wife, I was like, hey, just so you know, this happened. I feel disgusted. <laughs> but I felt good because a lady of the evening offered to touch me for $30. <laughs> oh, you know what we need to do right now? Let's get into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> This comes in from Dave, and I asked for just random stories. I like to hear some random conversation, whether it's just topics or cool stories you have. 
This is what Dave said. He said, on the steps of the Stanley Hotel, I'm pretty sure uh, this is the story he heard. Jim Carrey at 2 a.m., excuse me, Jim Carrey at 2 a.m. screaming bloody murder had someone take him to another hotel in the middle of the night. He saw something on the fourth floor when they were filming Dumb and Dumber at, at that location. And he said, they tell, they tell you about it on the ghost tour. Well, that'd be interesting. I would like to actually hear that from him. I haven't seen anything online from Jim Carrey actually saying that that actually happened. But I feel like if you, if you ran into him and you asked him, be like, so I heard this story. They use it on the ghost tour at the Stanley Hotel. Is there any truth to that you left the hotel screaming in the middle of the night? Listen, somebody at the Stanley Hotel, reach out to me, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. Is there any legitimacy to that story? On the record or off the record, let me know. I want to know. If I see Jim Carrey ever, like people are going to be asking him about all these other things. and be like, did you see a ghost? <laughs> did you see a ghost? There's something weird going on in our house lately. I don't know what it is. And I hate to always jump to that. But like, I want to say like an hour ago, I was down here in the studio. And I looked to my right. And then like something basically what looked like ducked over. And I had to go look. And I thought it was my wife. And no, the door to the basement is closed. There's no kids in the house. My wife's upstairs working. And it's not the cat, and it's not my dog. So, I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre. There was something, I think I told you the uh, about a month ago, I came downstairs in the middle of the night because I thought I heard something to the point where I thought somebody was in the house. I think that was the night the kids were spending the night somewhere else. And I come downstairs... And I'm really, it, it's kind of weird to think about. My my fists were up. I was ready to fight. I thought somebody was in the house. And when I turn on our landing, because we have steps to go down, got a little landing, then some a few more steps right there to take you on to the, the main level. Uh, and I heard what sounded like, I thought it was somebody heavy on the the floor because it creaked and I'm like, Oh shit, this is going down. And I should have at the point just told my wife to call nine one one, because to be honest, I, hindsight, I should have said that because if it would have been somebody and all of a sudden I'm in an altercation, I mean, you know, that's just a few seconds that, you know, doesn't benefit me, but ended up going around the entire house. <laughs> like ready. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Like, oh, look at me. I was talking with an accent. Be like, who's around the corner? Because I'm ready to pop you and right in the news. Nobody was there. Fucking creepy as shit. Then, then, about a week ago, listen to me. I sound so, uh, like, paranoid. <laughs> then, then, like, a week ago, I'm going, I'm in bed. My wife's sound asleep. I'm just kind of sitting there. And all of a sudden, I see a bright light in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Um, 
because again, my kids were out of the house. They're out of the house spending the night at somebody's house. So I'm like, shit, that looks like a flashlight. But it's like right there where it was. And based on, real quick, based on where windows are in the house, if like a car driving by is going to project a light, that's not where you see it. You see it in a completely different area. So, because at first I was like, is that a car? And I'm like, nope, nope, that's not a car. Because where I saw the light in the crack, because uh, I had my door kind of cracked open, that's not, that came from the hallway. So I'm like, oh shit, somebody's in the fucking house. And I leap out of bed, swing the door open, ready to fucking beat the shit out of whoever is there. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. Scared the fuck out of me. No fucking idea. So something's here fucking with me. It's annoying. Whoever's here, you can talk into this microphone as long as I'm not talking. Okay? Okay. If you guys hear anything, <laughs> let me know. What if all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to stop talking, and then you guys let me know if you hear something, and this is what you guys hear. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! <laughs> You're like, oh, it's, it, it's a ghost that sounds like Aquafina, And she's, she doesn't like the guy named Kyle. Don't know who Kyle is. I don't know. That shit ever happened to you? You just got weird stuff around the house? I'm like, I can't really explain it. But I guess maybe the only thing I can think of with the light thing is maybe somehow there is a reflection bouncing in. I just saw. I don't know. I, I, I actually know. No. Based on where I saw that light generating from, there's, there's no explanation of it other than paranormal. When I opened that door, based on the location of it, I would have you know, been ready to crack somebody right in the face. The thing with the side out of your peripheral vision, I guess you could kind of say that that's just your mind and your eyes playing tricks on you. I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe it's a succubus. Huh? Hey. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, I veered off in a weird direction right at the end, and I apologize. Hey, real quick, my buddies over at 1876 Apparel, they're having a big old birthday party for the state of Colorado. You got to check it out. It's going to be this Sunday, August 6th at Living the Dream Brewery, and they're featuring the return of the 1876 Colorado Ale. I got to get my hands on some of that. Oh, get me a growler to go, please. And they got great live bands playing all day featuring Critical J and the C-minuses. They got thousands of dollars in 1876 apparel giveaways to uh, to get your hands on, plus free 1876 ale glass for the first 100 guests, 1876 pop-up sale with once-a-year discounts, and be the first to taste the 1876 Colorado ale since back in 2015. They haven't done it since then. Oh, so good. Go to 1876.com for more information. Or follow them on Facebook, and you can sign up and RSVP for the big old party. should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, I'll be down there. I'm going to try to make it um, and, and hang out with you guys as well as some of the other people out there. should be a lot of fun. I really want to try that 1876 Colorado Ale. should be good. 
Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much for the support. You guys, you help make this thing run. And I can't tell you thank you enough. And I appreciate you so much. You guys just are awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys. So thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado, and of course, Burns and McCoy. Again, go to burnsandmccoy.com and use promo code DeHuff to get 20% off your order. It's DeHuff on Censored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.